Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fancy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Ketron, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael, what a day it is. It is technically um, daytime. It is technically a day. Um, it's always a day, really, Tyler. So um, what is the first game? Like, what is the first game you are going to watch this season? I'm coming at you with a question this time. Around. The first game I'm going to watch? Well, probably the first one that's on. But <laughs> that's, a pretty good, that's a pretty good choice. I don't know. Like, what's the first game you're excited about, though? Like, I, I guess, like, I'm excited about that game, sure, right? But, like, is there any particular – is there any particular – game that you're you're truly excited about here in the I mean, first week of i don't know i mean you started off with nets box i feel like that's always a game to be excited about um and then you get lakers golden state i feel like they did a great job of putting those two games on first and just making them fantastic yep uh now you look at the next day man what game am i excited to watch the next day that's a good question there are some fun games i think charlotte and indiana is going to be a fun game that's the real opening day the, the Bulls, but see, I'm torn because I want to watch the Bulls. I want to see what that looks like. Now they're playing the Pistons, which I'm not super excited to see, especially if Kate Cunningham is not going to play. But uh, I just feel like on that day, there's some some spicy games, too, um, with lots of storylines. There's also some not great games like Orlando, San Antonio. Oof. You, you got to be a real diehard if you tune into that one. Yeah, God bless for everybody watching that game. Godspeed. Um, I am currently... I'm trying to procure some uh, Bulls home opener tickets. Uh, Bulls Pelicans, Lonzo. Very nice little storyline there. I like that. That's a fun one there. Lonzo against his old team. It should be fun. Um, if you have, um, I would say if you have money, I would put money on the Bulls to win that game, you know, quite frankly. Uh, straight up, whatever the odds are, I don't even care. Like, just go search for it. But I just saw something interesting. You know, 538 does their rankings of the teams based on a whole bunch of statistics, blah, 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 blah. I don't know how good it is. It's it's pretty accurate, but it's not, you know, perfect, obviously. But they got the Lakers down in, like, seventh in the West. And that sounds more realistic than first, in my opinion. I, I kind of agree with that. Right now, the Lakers are, like, basically favorites out of the West. And I think... You should get some bets in right now on the good odds with like your your Utah. Utah's gonna be like Utah's not injured. Denver's injured, right? Utah's not injured. Golden State's trying to come back, but there's still like a lot of stuff going on over there. And the Suns are back. Why wouldn't the Utah and the Suns like they should be favored right now? Here's a here's a, a real bet. This is one that I haven't racked my brain on. Who finishes higher in the regular season? Golden State or the Lakers? Ooh, now that's a good question. Um, I think it's gonna be pretty close. Um, both of them will be better next year, but both of them, I, I, I think the Golden State has a higher ceiling. Seriously, I think they have a higher ceiling. Because uh, I, 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 I don't know I, that I disagree with that. That that Lakers team is bad. It is not good. It's just, it just 
they have a lot of role players that I'm not sold on. That's for sure. But yeah, they I mean, have a lot of and Anthony Davis might be able to will them to a lot of wins, but I think it's going to definitely be a very slow start for the Lakers. Like, oh, certainly. just figuring out. And plus, they've got three or four guys that are hurt that aren't even going to play. Like, I'm not super high on their chances of being much over 500, like a month into the season. Well, here's my here's my issue. Is that Anthony Davis is going to have to show up and play out of his fucking mind right now. And if he if he if they're going to win anything, Anthony Davis is the key, period. Not LeBron, not Westbrook. Anthony Davis has to be absolutely one of the most dominant players, if not the most dominant player on the floor. And that didn't exist last year at all. After he got his championship, that did not exist. And I, I'm not going to blame the championship by any means. But that's going to have to happen. Maybe he's got the fire. Maybe he doesn't. But once here's what Anthony Davis right now, he's slipping. He's slipping in drafts. His ADP is 12.4 on Yahoo. But I, I've seen him at 17. I've seen him at 18. Like, you how, where, where are you drafting him? I want to pick him at 17 and 18. I don't think I want to pick him at 12, though. I, I don't want, definitely don't want him on the turn. I'm okay with them in that kind of. He's kind of one of the last players for me before that little drop off there in that round. So it, it sometimes, you know, depending on who picks who and who picks where, kind of happens right at that 17, 18, 19, 20 range where I think the, the talent just really drops off. Yeah, it's there's a huge drop off right after that. But today, luckily, we've been drafting a lot at the top of the draft in the middle of the draft. We've been hitting a lot of the same characters. But today, Joel Embiid, who I'm excited about. I think he's going to have a very fun year, a very great year. There's obviously the injury risk. There's obviously the Simmons drama, which I think will affect the, the Sixers as a whole. But Joel Embiid is one of the most dominant players in the entire league. And we're going to do Who Do I Draft with Joel Embiid at pick number nine because we have to adhere to Yahoo's ADP. We're going to be doing a nine-team, nope, 12-team, nine-cat, head-to-head league. A nine-team, be- that's, a, that's a fun head-to-head league. Do you get a buy like every... <laughs> yeah, that actually doesn't sound too... like. You know, like who, like, uh, like Jonas Valanciunas is on the waiver wire or something. You're like, what the fuck's going on here? Uh, don't do a night team. Uh, that's too shallow. But uh, 12 team, nine cat, head to head. We're going to be drafting with our first round players. And I'm excited about this one because this is our favorite spot to draft at. Pick number nine. And in ADP, Joel Embiid is sitting there at pick number nine. And like, Carthony Towns is at 8.5. So, like, Carthony Towns or Joel Embiid at 9, sign me up. Yeah, for sure. So, let's go right into it. Let's get right into it. Second round, pick 16. We're going to be seeing, like, a lot of new faces here, finally. I think we, we, we love our Rudy Gobert's, but 16 is, I think, too early to get a Rudy Gobert. Let's see who's available. Vujovic, our boy Vujovic, Dante Sabonis, our boy Jimmy Buckets, Bam out of bio, Zach Levine, LeBron James. I wish that's how you said his name. Anyway, I think those are the quintessential second rounders before there's that drop off that you were just talking about. And we do not punt here on Watch the Boxes. We only ignore. 
And I'm not ignoring anything right now. I'm not ignoring anything to the third round. I do want to preserve our percentages, though. So right now I'm looking at it. I would actually think about getting another big, just going hard on bigs. So I'm looking at Vujovic, and I'm looking at Sabonis, and I'm looking at Bam. Fair. Uh, I'd probably personally take Bam. I'd I'd mention Jimmy Butler. Just feel like he finished tenth last season at per game value. True. There's a lot of risk in that pick in the sense that Butler always seems to miss a little bit of time, and Joel Embiid always seems to miss a little bit of time. So you could get caught in a little bit of a sticky situation there for a little bit. But I feel like if you're going to go for a guard or a wing, that Butler's probably the pick. Yeah. Here, here's why I like um, a big here. I think. Butler's a great pick here, by the way. Fantastic pick. But here's why I like getting another big here. Because you'll be picking at 33, and you're going to be picking next at 40. And in that space, there's usually a run on bigs. And at 40, you're getting decent, if not straight-up good players falling to you. Chris Middleton, Chris... Chris Paul and Chris Middleton, but all the Chris's. Sometimes Jalen Brown falls in, into that spot. Drew Holiday is around down there at 40, 41. So I, I feel like that run on bigs that happens at the, you know, at the beginning of the fourth round, into the third round, if it happens earlier in your draft, it's going to happen at some point in your draft. And it's been happening a little bit earlier and earlier as everybody realizes there are no bigs left. So once someone goes like, uh, screw it, it's the it's the middle of the third round. Uh, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take John Collins. Everybody panics and they're like, all right, Rashawn Holmes goes off the board. Rob will all the guy, all the all the big boys, Chris Stapps, even maybe even Jonas goes off the board. DeAndre Aiden obviously is gonna be off the board at that point. So I like this spot because you get, I think if you get your bigs forwards and guards will fall to you at incredible value in the third and fourth round. So um, let, you, you you like Bam? I'm going to go with Bam. Here's a question about Joel Embiid that I, I like Sabonis. That I want to ask you real quick. Okay. Assuming that this Ben Simmons saga gets solved relatively early, whether he plays, gets traded, doesn't matter. Let's say he's just not on the court. Whatever reason. Gets hurt. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Right. Doesn't matter. Cool. Doesn't matter how. Yeah. Does Embiid still hit a three a game? I think so. See, I don't. I think they're going to just let him terrorize the post. I mean, if, in my opinion, it's a little bit of a win-win because if he's going to terrorize the post, he's going to score over 30. Yeah. He might even so. up his rebounds. Getting, I think like, it's going to up tip, his percentages too. Yeah, like getting tip backs. Yeah, and percent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm not that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying I think it could be a good thing, actually. But – you could, if you go too big here, you could have basically zero three pointers and be dead sure. last. All right, I'm, 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 I'm fine with that. I think you're going to be last either way. If you go for another big man here, you're going to be at the bottom because Embiid is of the people off the board. Jimmy Butler might be the only one who's maybe he's not less a, than. Yeah, and the, the only guys we're targeting right now are guys who don't hit threes anyway. Jimmy Butler. Uh, Sabonis, Vujovic, and, and Bam. Those are the best players on I mean. the board, period. And, and so you got to realize that, and you got to kind of maybe either lean into that or go hard to get it back. Yeah, that's fair. 
let's do round three and four. We are picking at 33 and 40. And like I said, new new players on the board here. Uh, Chris, I'm going to say Chris Paul falls. It was Chris Middleton is out there. Jalen Brown, Brandon Ingram, Christian Wood, De'Aaron Fox, John Morant, Drew Holiday. Um, I feel like Drew Holiday is going to be on our list. I would make a little bit of a play right here for someone like Jalen Brown to get the points to a place that I feel like Embiid's going to score a ton. Bam Adebayo, great, but not a top like not going to score over twenty points a game. So I kind of I'm kind of leaning towards someone like Jalen Brown to get my points back up. If you're oh, going to go for J- or Chris Middleton, Brown, that's and that's my point. I think I'd go for Middleton just because I feel like I feel better about his percentages, Middleton's. And yeah. I feel like in this draft, we want percentages, right? We're good in percentages, even with Bam. Like Bam's got some pretty good percentages for a big. So you got two bigs with good percentages. I feel like I tripled down with Middleton, who's going to have two good percentages. I like that. I'm a, I'm for that. And 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 I think Chris Middleton, twenty points, perfectly fine. That's not terrible. It's not like you just got, you know, it's not like you got Draymond or it's not like you got Gobert at this point because you didn't need it. Like across the board, very good. Chris Middleton is, a, I think, a perfect pick here. He's going to help you everywhere. He's going to help you in the things that you need. Uh, I do like Jalen Brown scoring a little bit here as well. So I, I would, I would either, I would go with one of those two guys. And then at pick, that's at pick 33, I picked. 40 we got De'Aaron Fox, John Morant, Drew Holiday, Tobias Harris, Johnny Collins, Miles Turner, Clint Capella, and here's the run on bigs. It's happening in that 40 and 41 range. I think it happens a little bit earlier than that because um, I think a lot of people don't even know who um, – a lot of people drafting probably don't even know who Rashad Holmes is, but that this you know run on centers happens right here. They're all right next to each other. We do not have to worry about that. So someone could fall to you. Let's okay. Jalen Brown okay. might fall to you here, but instead, I'm looking. I'm looking at more like a Tobias Harris or Drew Holiday. Yeah. Okay. Let's say. Let's say that these three players are on the board: Chris Paul, Jalen Brown, Drew Holiday. Which one of those players do you want? Because I want Drew Holiday. I think Drew Holiday is still criminally underrated at this point. I think I would want Chris Paul. I just. I Chris think Paul's he, probably going to be the best per game player of that group, yeah. but I'm worried that Chris Paul plays the fewest games that group too. But potentially, but um, I think. And with Joel and Beat, I, like I don't him. want Chris Paul because too much again, risk. Yeah, they got two guys now that you're like, oh man, well, what if he misses half the season? I'm going to be screwed. That's fair. Let's go, Drew Holiday. Then. Boom, Drew Holiday at four in the fourth round. Very solid team. Very good across the board. Very, uh, I would say the only thing that we're not that great in is threes and turn. Uh, we're always ignoring turnovers, so don't worry about that. Our threes aren't great, our blocks are pretty good, everything else is like up there. So we, we can either lean in or lean out. And I think we're going to lean in to maybe I would say points, rebounds, steals are, and we want to keep our percentages high. We just want to keep an eye on those percentages because you don't need to be number one in percentages. What you need to be is like top half, if, if not top third, because if you're top third in percentages, you're probably winning almost every one of those weeks. Right? It's, it, you, you really are going to like clean up because a lot of people just punt that shit and you end up 
just beasting those those teams every not even even a bad week you end up winning percentages because well, everyone's punting here's the other thing too i think what happens too is guys don't pay attention when they're doing their pickups and so they might be a good field goal percentage team but then they pick up someone who's shooting like yep. uh uh Devonte graham terrors your type who's shooting like 40 percent, and then it tanks them a little bit yeah it takes a little bit of effort to uh, to do a uh, to to hone, hone your percentages, but I think because the the average player, the normal um, advice is to punt your percentages and turnovers. Keeping those light, like keeping being competitive in those, if not good, if not great, with like someone like with Joel Embiid, that's a detriment. Like you should like it's easy. It, it's easy to win those weeks if you just try a little harder, do a little bit more research, not try to hurt your field goal percentage or your free throw percentage. Um, let's go to picks 57 and 64 with Joel Embiid. 57, ooh, Tyler. Tyler! DeMar DeRozan, Nurkic, our favorite two players. Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon. A little interested in Malcolm Brogdon here. Uh, I don't think we've picked him before. Mikel Bridges, Draymond Green, still trying to build that Draymond Green build. Uh, I think that's going to be our my turn build. Is I'm going to build a, a team around Draymond Green. Jared Allen, stay away. Don't not pick him at 62. Kyle Lowry, Ben Simmons, Colin Sexton, Tyler. Do you have a favorite in this in this space here? Good question. This is a group again that I'm not super high on. Um, I mentioned Kyle Lowry. I'd probably take Gordon Hayward, just reach down, because I, I feel like Gordon Hayward might be the best one in that group. Okay. Yeah, Gordon Hayward is good, good in this space. Um, I think we could do a Kyle Lowry-Gordon Hayward combo here just to, like, round out the team. You could go Nurkic and just be, like, bomb-fucking-tastic at centers because Joel and, and Bam could probably play the fours. Like that's like three centers on your team. Like I, I kind of like Nurkic and then going with like some scoring, but um, I do. I, I also think Gordon Hayward. I don't hate that because I feel like there's going to be some guards late on that I'm, yeah. I'm more into getting like, you know, yeah. the Mike Conley's, the Jalen Greens, the, I feel all right about a lot of those guys. And, and another one, Jalen Suggs, who's going way late. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's do Nurkic. I, I just, I like Nurkic. I think he's good. He could be a top 30 player for God's sakes. Like, Getting him at 57 overall, I think is a great pick here with the fifth round pick. And then we're going to reach down a little bit. We're going to go get Gordon Hayward. Um, good scoring, solid player across the board. Um, if you wanted to go Kyle Lowry, sure, get those get those assists. Why not? Um, our assists are actually perfectly fine. They're not great. They're not bad. Uh, our points are not great or not bad, but our rebounds, especially with Nurkic coming in here, our stellar, um, our steals are absolutely fantastic. Our percentages are, are, are top tier. Our blocks are still very good as well. We are definitely ignoring three-pointers. We're definitely ignoring turnovers. So it'd been okay with the DeMar Rose in there as well. Um, and then we're going to go all the way down, very far down. So the picks we haven't done, 81 and 90. No, 88. Sorry, 90. I thought it was 98. I was like, that's pretty far. That's pretty far down the list, but we're going to go all the way down to 81. And I'm looking directly at one of my favorite picks here, Kevin Porter Jr., Bodan Bodanovich. Still, look at that, still guards, still scoring way down here 
at this part of the draft. And that's why I'm pro Nurkic up there at 57, up in the fifth round. Uh, I would take Nurkic in the fourth round, to be honest. I, and that's how much I think Nurkic is going to have a fantastic year. Because, And then I also, like Kevin Porter Jr. is hanging out down here. Mike Connolly is hanging out down here. Kimball Walker, Norman Powell is still hanging around. Miles Bridges, who's I think is going to have a very good year. So you can get Kelly Olenek way late, like, you know, decent players. So here at 88, I'm, I'm just going to straight up, this is 81. I'm going to straight up lobby. I think it's Kevin Porter. Fair. I think Kevin Porter's going to be really good. Yeah, he's going to have a great, um, great year. His percentages aren't going to be great, but our percentages are so damn good. It's not going to matter too much. And then this busts our assists way up it boosts our steals it boosts even our rebounds he's a good rebounder for a guard and it it definitely boosts our points as well um and then i don't know who do you want to take at 88 which would be norman powell evan mobley mike Connolly, jalen green this is like we're in the plateau region so you know we could reach down all the way down here, like Clay Thompson's hanging around. Jordan, I don't know. Jordan Clarkson shouldn't be around in this spot. Um, I don't know. Mike Connolly looks enticing. Norman Powell seems like a perfectly fine player here as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of good names that I like. You know, Norman Powell, Mike Conley. You mentioned Spencer Dinwiddie. I like maybe even a little Miles Bridges if you're into that kind of player. Like, I, I feel am. Like there's, there's a lot of good names here that you could pick out of anybody, which is good. Yeah, I'm into I'm into Miles Bridges even at this spot. Um, I think you can go Bridges. I think you can go Norman Powell. Norman Powell's pretty safe. Get that steal, uh, bump it up. And so with Joel Embiid, we got a big team, like a big, a large team. Bam Adebayo with the second round pick, uh, going Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday old favorites of the watching the boxes podcast, then going Nurkic, Gordon Hayward, and then Norman Powell or Kevin Porter and Norman Powell at the end of this draft. I mean, our point, like everybody's scoring on this team. Pretty much everyone is, is scoring. Like Nurkic is like the odd man out, but he's giving you 11 rebounds a night. So our threes aren't great, but our points are great. Our rebounds are great. Our assists are great. Our steals are everybody's averaging a, steal a game everybody um and that adds up like sometimes you're like oh i need that 1.8 steals if every if everyone averages one steal that's better than getting somebody who's 1.8 and then a couple guys who don't get any steals at all uh surprisingly our blocks are not not that great i'm surprised we got three bigs but our blocks are they're solid they're not they're not top of the tier but here's what's i think is makes this competitive advantage Field goal and free throw, we got to be top four, period. Top three, top four. And those percentages, almost 50% from the field, almost 82% from the line. You're going to compete, and you're going to easily win those two percentages. So that's two That's two, two. categories off the board every single week just by being decent. Just by – like, sure, there's going to be those outliers where you, you end up – but like who someone's gonna be really good at free throw and not good at field goal, and someone's gonna be really good at field goal, but not good at free throw. You got both of them. So you're taking one of those categories from them, and then you got points, rebounds, assists, and steals. That's four fantastic categories, and then you're winning the other percentage, and then you still can compete in blocks. 
Tyler, that's a pretty good build around Embiid. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Embiid lets you go a lot of different ways too, which is fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a very intriguing. Um, I like the pick um, at nine. I think I, I like that a lot. Um, I think that's it. That's it for our who do I draft with Joel Embiid. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, please rate, review us. Or just go to patreon.com or better yet, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. Subscribe. We're doing mock drafts on there. Come hang out with us. Um, follow us on Twitter to know when we go live or fo- follow us on Twitch to know when we go live. So you can come hang out. We got a lot of mock drafts. The season's almost upon us, Tyler. And we'll see everybody next time to finish up the Who Do I Draft series. Take it easy, everybody.